Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the podcast from Grace Community Church in Crossville, Tennessee. Today, we're going to be looking at the second chapter of Titus. First, let me introduce you to who is joining me here today. First off, I have my beautiful wife, Jessica. Hello. Our worship director, Bonnie. Hey. And our lead pastor, Dennis. Here. All right. Yay, here. <laughs> the, the whole crew is here. We're ready to jump in. And so I'm going to go and pass it off to Bonnie and let her take it away. All right. We try to start these off with a random question. And with it being Thanksgiving, I want to know everybody's favorite dish and everybody's dish that they absolutely cannot stand. Okay. So, Jeff, you're first. Yeah, I'm going to get some hate on this one, I feel like. So, um, my favorite dish is is easy, yams. I love yams. Give me some sweet potatoes, throw some brown sugar on it, and some melt some marshmallows. I, I, that's all I need. That's all I need. My least favorite is, is really is a toss-up because I want to make everybody mad, uh, is either turkey or cranberry sauce. That's, that's it. Uh, that's it for me. Well, I, I, it's not that I dislike turkey, but a lot of times it's so dry. So I like the dark meat, a little bit more moist, but most of the time turkey's just a little you too just dry. Like, you just threw a grenade at I all did, of the people who make turkey for you. I did. Well, some people seem to li- <laughs> like, a lot of turkey. people like it. I don't, a lot of people are like, they only like the white meat. And I'm like, I, I don't like chewing on cotton balls myself. We do two but... different turkeys. Kirk smokes one. Mm-hmm. And then I, um. I do one in the roaster, but he actually spatchcocks and smokes it. And okay, I haven't tried. I, I haven't like tried a, that. Like and, and to be fair, yeah. I've made the turkey myself, and it's still oh, been dry. I just, just assume yep. that's the yeah, how it goes. Should be to cook. Turkey it's doesn't probably. have to be dry. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, someone can try to win me over on turkey, but at the moment, that is that's my all right. least favorite. That's all right. How about you, Jessica? Uh, my favorite is my mom's dressing or stuffing. I don't really know what we call it. What you're supposed to call it? Either one. Um, yeah. But it has to be my mom's though, and so. Yeah, and and then my least favorite is probably, I think my least favorite is yams. Wow. Yeah, I don't really wow. like that. I would rather just have you a sweet potato someone. or something, but I don't, yeah. I absolutely love the stuffing. I live for the stuffing. I even made my own bread to make the stuffing this year. I love the stuffing. That's why okay. I have Thanksgiving. See, and I am that horrible with with person who stuffs the bird because I am... Southern at heart. Mm, it has okay. to be it has to be a stuffed bird. And then I absolutely hate, hate sweet potatoes. Wow. Slash <laughs> yams. And let somewhere. me tell you why. <laughs> potatoes aren't orange. They're not stringy. They're not orange. I <laughs> I just <laughs> don't understand why anybody would eat that on purpose. But anyway. Okay, moving on, Pastor. I like uh I like pecan pies, but Ooh, yeah. if you're talking about the meal I think my favorite would be, I like the dressing, uh, but as far as the bread, I like jalapeno cornbread. Ooh. Ooh. I love jalapeno. I've never had that That's not really a staple for Thanksgiving. That's funny. My dad used to make it every year. Oh, oh yeah. I do not like yams. <gasps> really? Oh, am I the only yam guy here? Look at you. That just means I don't have to share. <laughs> not, I'm okay with that. Not if you put even marshmallows or... or Pineapple, sugar. Or all, all the stuff the that they put on it to disguise it and make it taste better. <laughs> There's a reason why they have to do that. They're I'm, trying to make yeah. it good. And I'm pretty sure Jeff only surprised. likes it because it's got brown oh, sugar no, and marshmallows so on it. It's like so he's good. not really <laughs> in I it agree. for I the don't, potato I don't part. Li- I mean, I, I like sweet potatoes actually, just by yeah, okay. like sweet potato fries and stuff. I like on top. Yeah, I like a good s'more on top of it though. That makes it better. I agree. All right. With that being said, we're going to move on into Titus. So we're going to do chapter two today. 
I'm going to read it, and then I've got some questions or just statements that we'll discuss. And um, in what version are you reading? This is just an old NIV. I am going to start at verse 1 of chapter 2. You must teach what is in accord with sound doctrine. Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands, so that no one will malign the word of God. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled, and everything set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. Teach slaves to be subject to their masters in everything, to try to please them, not to talk back to them, and not to steal from them, but to show that they can be fully trusted, so that in every way they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. These, then, are the things you should teach, encourage, and rebuke with all authority, do not let anyone despise you. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. <laughs> a lot to go through here. In 15 verses. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. But one thing I want to point out just from the beginning, they're, they're talking to, you know, ways that a Christian or, or groups of Christians, not just a leader, but just in general, a Christian should behave. And they, they go into like some sections. You guys all picked up on that. Men, women, young men, young women. But one thing that is mentioned in all of those, even slaves, is Mm -hmm. Mm self-control. And I thought that that was kind of interesting. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Yeah, so I'm going to jump back just a a step before that because in our last podcast, we we went through chapter one. Right. And and it's interesting because, you know, when we look at the original books, there's no chapter marks or anything. This is all one long letter that, that Paul wrote here. But it ended, um, in chapter one ends with talking about the Cretans and how they were liars, you know, brutes, gluttons. We kind of talked about that and, and how that was said about them. And so immediately when Paul uh, starts chapter two here, he starts kind of com- contrasting that with how uh, Titus and, and the, the, these people should live here is, is how they should actually live and that they should uh, teach what is sound doctrine, not kind of falling in with the temptations of the culture that they were in, but they should teach what is godly, what they have learned, what is what is sound doctrine. And then he goes in to how they should teach the the old men, the the older women, the young men, younger women. Um, and and one thing that kind of stood out to me is you're, you're right. He absolutely talks a lot about self control, and I mm-hmm. think that's incredibly important. I'm going to get to what I was going to say in, a little bit later when we talk about it. But but self control is incredibly important because the culture they were in, they were surrounded by ungodly living. They were surrounded by temptation. They were surrounded by all these things that they could fall into if they fell into culture. And that Do is what you want whenever you want it. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's just like today. This, this world that, that Titus is living in is no different than 2022 when we're surrounded by an ungodly culture that is trying to draw us away from God. We can take the same thing that Paul wrote here uh, and, and practice these very things, and it'll help us just as much in our life today as it did back then. The, mm-hmm. the, the Bible, what I love about Scripture is it is always relevant for all times and all That's seasons. Right. Yes, right. absolutely. 
Self-control is hard. <laughs> it <Man>. is hard. <laughs> well, especially, I mean, and think about it this way too. Back then, they didn't have what we have readily available. Mm-hmm. They had to kind of go and look for stuff. Mm-hmm. And we can just sin by picking up our phone. Absolutely. Yeah. They kind of had to at least walk next door. Yeah. You know, we don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. We, we've got yeah. it. We've got the, yeah. the uh, ability to sin with us everywhere we go. Yeah. And I think too, like self-control is interesting in that it is very much an intention thing. Mm -hmm. Like you either choose to have self-control or you basically are choosing not to. Yeah. Um, And one thing we talk to about our student, talk with our students about a lot of the time is, well, you have a large majority of responsibility for yourself and how you react and that how you choose to do react to those things how you choose to speak those are on you you know Mm -hmm. and I think that even though it is hard it is an intention thing and I think that that's definitely something that can be worked on and improved it's not necessarily a natural thing like we're not naturally born with (laughs) self-control you know not at all I have a two-year-old yeah (laughs) he does not have (laughs) (laughs) self-control you're also looking at Paul is looking at the fact that Titus is to set up you know to bring this church along so they they need to set up elders and so he had to build you know nobody's going to care what you say if you're not living what you say right if you're not living it then why would anybody want to sit under you Mm -hmm. absolutely and so he said i want you to set up elders so he kind of goes through an explanation of what an elder is and it's Mm -hmm. just it's not just because you're older Mm -hmm. right uh, because he told timothy said timothy don't let nobody despise your youth Mm -hmm. but yet paul called timothy an elder and, you know, he used Timothy, he used Titus, and he, he's trying to tell them, here's the thing, it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, whether you be a woman or a youth, nobody's going to listen to you if you don't have self-control. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, you wouldn't go to, uh, you know, somebody to lose weight if they didn't look like they'd lost no weight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, so, I mean, that's a part of getting them started into being uh, – elders in the church is got to be examples right. and mm-hmm. one of the first things you need to be example of you need to be example of self-control mm-hmm. you're not ready to tell anybody else what to do until you can do what yes. you're wanting to tell absolutely. them to do mm-hmm. right so it, it starts with self mm-hmm. right absolutely and we, we went to a conference not too long ago and that was the one thing that the biggest takeaway from it was be who the people think you are yeah. Like, especially if you're in a church or if you're in any type of a leadership position or if you're a Christian in somebody's life, like at work and people know that you're a Christian, you have expectations on you. They they like if they think about you, they think, OK, you're going home and you're praying, you're reading your Bible, you're going to church, you're doing all of those things. That's the expectation when you say that I'm a Christian. And the thing is, is to be that person, yeah. like to genuinely be the person that people assume that i am because i hold that title and you know right. isn't that what jeff said that's how you establish a brand mm-hmm. yeah absolutely it, it's, it's what people think about you yeah what people think of you and so if you know you can give somebody a title but a mm-hmm. title doesn't do much in leadership it really doesn't yeah, right so he could call them an elder but mm-hmm. if they don't act like an elder that's if it. they don't represent an elder if they don't have self-control in mm-hmm. some of what are the things he's going to establish as what he feels like you got to have these qualities if anybody w- wants to follow you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. I think self-control is a very good place to yeah, start. It's huge. <clears throat> I also think that being willing to admit a wrong mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. when you are around people who know you are a Christian, 
and you mess up instead of saying either oh no that that wasn't me or trying to hide behind it or you know just say hey look i did that and it was wrong Mm -hmm. and but what's awesome that gives you a chance to talk about god's grace at the same time like yeah you're looking at me and i messed up i need more self-control in that situation thank goodness god's working on me you know you can use that i just think a lot of respect will come you know when i look at an elder a lot that i'm looking at is their ability to admit when they've done something Mm -hmm. wrong but it goes on it's just older men be temperate worthy of respect we talked about self-control sound in faith love and endurance um older women reverent not slanderers No gossips. Don't drink too much wine. Don't be addicted to much wine. Mm -hmm. Train younger women Mm -hmm. to love their husbands and their kids and, again, have Mm self-control. Be pure. Take care of your home. And I know that this is a shared responsibility a lot these days because most homes have two working people. Mm -hmm. Take pride in your home. Yeah. Be kind and subject to your husbands, which I know isn't popular, but it's how God designed (laughs) it, so let's just be honest here. Um, young men, again, self-controlled, teach by doing. Um, so show them what integrity looks like. Be serious about what you're showing them. Soundness of speech. My mother would always say when I would say something I shouldn't, Bonnie Ellen, idle words, idle words, Bonnie Ellen. And I would be like, mom, they're not idle if I meant them. (laughs) (laughs) Which is worse. (laughs) She's like, oh, Bonnie Ellen. But anyway, we're moving on. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Soundness of speech that can't be condemned so that those that oppose have nothing bad to say. Make it so they can't say something bad. Yeah, right. Um, how I wish it was that way now with people that, you know, we could still disagree but still respect one another. Uh, yeah, I agree. Well, my grandmother used to say, and my parents too, don't let your good be evil spoken of. Mm. Oh. Which is scripture too. But yeah, that is good. Because if you, it, I mean, if you're doing something you may not even be doing what they think you're doing, mm-hmm. but don't let what you're doing have the appearance of something that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I like that. And then, you know, talking about slaves, workers, or people you're responsible for, mm-hmm. do what's right by your employer. Mm-hmm. Right. Do what's right by your coworkers, um, by the person who is in authority over you. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't steal, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't be trustworthy. Everything about God should be attractive right so what are we doing or not doing that would make people looking in Mm -hmm. say something to the contrary yeah yeah Um, be conscious of that all the time i uh, there were several times just because you know talking about don't let your what did you say don't let your good good be talked of evil spoken of be evil spoken of Mm -hmm. i'm very aware of how it would look if Jeff and I, or if Pastor and I, were the only two people in the church, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then someone walks in, and I'm in either one of their offices, and there's no one else in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing's Didn't going on, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, right. Because I don't need anybody saying anything. Mm-hmm. Just be aware. Right. Be a good example. Yeah. Be you even know, just the thought. The like, thought. Even of just the appearance oh that something. You know what yes. I mean? You don't even want to have that. But that's like that's those. what I'm talking about. Like just. Make right. everything that is about that we say that we're a Christian, make everything about that look like something and it, it should feel like something mm-hmm. that someone else wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a good segue in what I was going to say earlier is one of the things I thought was interesting is is whenever Paul is instructing Titus, who is presumably a, a, a younger man in the faith and a, a younger man in general. Um, when he's, he's instructing him, I, I thought it was interesting that like, every time he talked about teaching the younger women, he always had Titus teach the younger women through the older women. Mm-hmm. He never went directly to the younger women. And I think that that's mm-hmm. a really good, like, 
barrier that you could have. Actually, Pastor and I were just speaking about that in 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 the car earlier. Um, is that there there are just things that you need that you should put up, especially as you you grow in faith and you you grow in like platform and things like that. The enemy will attack you with these yeah. temptations, and 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 we've seen in culture just how devastating an accusation, whether true or false, can be. And I think it's it's important to show that like Paul is kind of setting up Titus for for success in these areas. Um, one of the things that I try to do is I I mean in youth ministry uh, we we never have a a male meet with a female student alone or a male a female student meet with a male student alone. There's always someone else there. Usually there's Absolutely. still two with any any kind of uh, just so there's always uh, another adult there in the conversation. Yeah, I do a lot of online ministry where I, I have people that that private message me and I will never have one on one conversations with a female without Jessica or somewhere else being present in that chat as well. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it's just important that we kind of how you're talking about like just even the presence in the church is that you always kind of watch out for yourself so that the good you're doing isn't seen evil or, or things aren't said negatively or accusations aren't made that you kind of watch out. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things that stood out to me, and I don't know if it's just because we were talking about it earlier, but as I read through this, uh, I noticed that, that every time that Paul instructed him to kind of minister to the younger women, it was through the older women. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting. I watched a, um, I did a Bible study one time, I think, I think it was Beth Moore, mm-hmm. and she was talking about the basically the three different generations of women and how we learn from all three, and she labeled them us, we, and them. And at the time, I was an us. I was one of the the, the younger mm-hmm. coming up okay. in the faith. I've been a Christian my whole life, but just made that decision on my own to follow Christ, mm-hmm. not just because my parents were. And I was learning a lot from the we, the people who are now the age I am. Mm-hmm. And the we are learning how to teach the us by the them who are the older generation mm-hmm. of women in the church. And then the them are looking all the way back down at the younger generation on how to incorporate some of their old stuff and make it new so it's uh, relevant for the new generation mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. that just keeps going all the time and how we should be diligent about making sure that that doesn't go away. Right. Yeah. And it's not just yeah. with women, but it's with men. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, definitely should always be learning from each other and, and seeking guidance, and but also the older generation looking to the younger on how to – um, I don't want to say stay up with the times because I don't I don't really agree that the stuff that's coming in <laughs> is something we should Keep stay up, up with. But yeah. Yeah. maybe how to stay young and not be so um, just to be lighthearted sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't take yeah. life so seriously. Just kind of learn still how to have fun and be young at heart. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was interesting, too. He said that the older women are teaching the younger women on how to love their yeah, husband yeah. you think well they wouldn't be married if they didn't love their husband mm. but you know back then there was even a lot of prearranged marriages yeah. right? and so they didn't they didn't always marry the person they loved they had to learn to love the person they married right yeah. which mm. that could Ooh. work a lot better mm-hmm. in our own society yeah. honestly yeah. sometimes I, we have to learn to love the person we loved when we got married did you guys ever see that movie the wedding planner Mm, yeah where the dad was telling her about you know they had an arranged marriage Mm -hmm. the the young lady in the movie her mother was gone but the dad was saying you know we had an arranged marriage and we hated each other we couldn't stand each other until i got sick and she took such good care of me i fell in love with her yeah and then they were talking about this the other little poor little goof or gooby nerdy guy that was following her around kept just saying he was italian and he had this dumb accent you could tell was fake but he kept saying love is just love 
all of the rest of the stuff is what's important. Love is just love. And I'm just like, that's kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. it is kind of true because a lot of people get married. Oh, I'm so in love. And they get married. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, they're like, I don't like how he walks across the floor yeah. barefoot. You yeah. know, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel that statement. I don't like yeah. how he <laughs> walks across the wow. floor barefoot. <laughs> Uh, he swallows his milk like he's afraid it's going to be gone too soon or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, stuff like that. So that makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome, good. Because I mean, we all need that reminder, though, of how to love each other and how to love each other properly. Right. Yeah. So moving on to kind of the end of that chapter, mm-hmm. um, kind of talks about God and his grace. and um, His word teaches us, so we get to teach that to others. And I have something that I've said to myself and when I've spoken or taught that People who have never received grace or never needed grace don't know how to give it sometimes. And um, having come from a time in my life when I uh, really needed grace and then finally fell on it, um, it's very easy for me. Well, sometimes. Jessica and I were talking earlier. Sometimes it's not easy for me to give grace, but it's easier for me to now than it was before I had my big fall Mm -hmm. because I needed it so badly. So now when I see somebody who has fallen down, grace is the first thing I'm going to give. Yeah. Um, but his word is what teaches us to do that. And that's what we're supposed to be teaching others. To say no to ungodliness and pleasures of the world. To live, again, look at this, self-controlled, mm-hmm. upright, godly lives in the present age. And you said it well, Jessica. It's not easy. Self-control yeah. is hard. I had a biscuit at lunch today. I shouldn't have eaten that biscuit. And I knew I shouldn't have eaten that biscuit. And I put it flat in my mouth. <laughs> I did. Sometimes, I ate it. It, sometimes it's okay to eat the biscuit. Well, right now it's really not okay to I eat the biscuit. I wish the worst thing I'd ate was a biscuit, Bonnie. All right. Well, it was a Cracker Barrel biscuit, and you can tell it's baked in butter. It's not. I did not have a biscuit, so not I guess that makes me. me pretty self-controlled. Um, Let's just ignore the meatloaf and everything else. But I love this statement at the kind of the end there. It says, mm-hmm. "While we wait for the blessed hope." Yeah. Um, and that's Jesus' return. Uh, because of this hope, we should be. Um, teaching these things encouraging and re, uh, rebuking in authority but in love and kindness and gentleness and again here this is don't let people despise us what does that mean don't let people despise us i mean literally i tried to look up exactly what he means there don't let people despise us it does it mean what we were talking about earlier mm. that we're christians and everything about that should look attractive so don't don't allow anyone to hate that. When are you pastor people? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to reread yeah. it. What, what, what verse The is very it? last one, it says, 15? yeah, these then are the things you should teach. Encourage and rebuke with all authority and do not let anyone despise you. Paul had a tendency to say that a lot. He did say mm-hmm. that Timothy said, Timothy, don't let people despise your mm-hmm. youth. And he was very young mm-hmm. and he was over a church. So he was an, he was an elder, yeah. but he was young. But one of the best ways, he couldn't do anything about his age. That's how old he was. And Paul had this deal about him that it wasn't how old you were uh, naturally born age. It was how old you are in the faith. And Timothy had been, he grew up around Paul and his mom and all. He he was well, I guess you'd say, versed in the faith, Mm -hmm. been around it. And so he, he evidently was a very strong young man. Mm-hmm. And so just because you're young, don't let anybody despise your knowledge and your understanding and your, that you're an elder in the church. Yeah. Don't let them despise that. And I guess it would be the same thing about 
culturally the way people thought of a woman. You know, that so many steps behind the husband. And mm. but then when when Paul says no, you're free, and you know, there's no more bond, mm -hmm. no more slaves, no more all this hierarchy right. that used to be. I think he was telling women there is a place for you in the church, and your place right now in the church is for older women to teach younger men, mm -hmm. women, and uh, and you know they were even having you know like slaves. If you were either a slave, I read one that said you were these are a slave because you were conquered in battle, mm -hmm. or you were a slave because you owed a debt you owed you couldn't pay. Yeah. So one of those reasons you're in a you know you was allowed to be a slave. You owed a debt, and there was going to come a day that you'd have to be set free. Mm -hmm. But until then, you owed this debt, so you should show some respect to your master. Yeah. But he's also telling the master to respect their slave. Yeah. So you could be in a church where a slave would be teaching a class that a master was in. Yeah. And so I've often told people, you know, I'm a pastor of a church, but if you're up there teaching in that class setting, I'm the student. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not the, you know, I'm yeah. not the lead pastor anymore. In that setting, I'm a mm -hmm. student. So mm -hmm. I need to respect you as a teacher, mm -hmm. and I need to be a student in that setting. And I think Paul's all about these settings. Mm -hmm. You may be young, but if you're designated the elder and the pastor of that church, then you need to be respected by even yeah. older people. And Paul has these draws these boundary lines of respect that I think you almost have to have mm -hmm. to operate any kind mm -hmm. of successful church. Yeah. Kind of going off that, I went ahead and looked up the the scripture you're referencing there. It's yeah. for, First Timothy four twelve. It used to be one of my favorite verses of scripture because it talked about being young. I don't relate so well with that as much as well, in the still last do. few years. You're a baby. But uh, <laughs> it's First uh, Timothy four twelve, and I think our, the answer we're looking for is in that verse actually. Uh, he says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so it's like, don't let anyone despise you because there's nothing despisable about you. Right. Gotcha. Live a life that there's nothing they can find wrong in you. Gotcha. That whenever they, they search you. And so in this moment, he's given Timothy this instruction that set an example that when they look at you, they can't find anything to hate about you. Boy, do I need mm -hmm. to work on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like one guy one time said, yeah. you don't yes. like me because of the color of my skin. And he goes, no, I don't like. I wouldn't like you in any color. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I have no respect yeah, for you. Yeah. And I that's mean, the thing. Like, like in, in so color. in 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 uh, in church settings and all, it should be that uh, we should live such a life that they don't they can't despise us. Like you're saying, right? You're living the life and you're doing the job and you're mm -hmm. so you you deserve the respect mm -hmm. and they say that's why a lot of people like to join the military right because you can be from nowhere you can live in a town where nobody respects you you join the military you put in your time people have to say yes sir no sir to you they have to salute you yeah, yeah. and so they demand at a certain time when you paid your dues that you get proper respect mm -hmm. and there's a lot of places in culture where that never happens right yeah that's very, very true and also, like, the culture of today, too, is a lot of people don't have great expectations of pastors a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, because they see, um, I mean, unfortunately, there are so many amazing pastors that do not get the recognition that they would get if they had some type of a moral failing or something. But I think as a culture around, like, 
when they see all these negative things, they expect, well, that's not a surprise that we just saw some pastor being removed from his church because of a moral failing that he's had. Mm -hmm. And I think Paul is, you know, really talking against that, like be the person that everybody thinks you are, Mm -hmm. be, be, be a person of integrity, be, you know, compassionate and kind and, but also encourage and rebuke with all authority as well, you know? And and like what Bonnie said, part of being real is sometimes you're really going to mess up and you Mm -hmm. need to really apologize about it and you really need to, Say, hey, I messed up. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they don't respect that either. Right. Right. No, honesty goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I think honesty goes further than pridefulness. And and I think trying to say that we're perfect and I never mess up is is incredibly prideful. Well, they they talk about parents. How does the ideal uh, son do as I say, not as I do? It never really works. Never. Well, it doesn't work in any form of leadership. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree. Agreed. Well, yeah, I always like the uh, when we talk about leadership. I think you used to have a sign or something in your office that always said like a a, a a leader is actually out in front leading the way, whereas a boss is sitting at the back like yelling at people to go forward. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of always the way that I think about leadership is you lead by doing, not by saying. Right, right. And lead a lot by example. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's all I had. Unless somebody else wants to say anything, if not, um, did we get on all the stuff about women? <laughs> yeah. Did, did, go did you need that? to go back over that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna have my wife read it a couple times. How, how would you? Tell, oh, okay, how, I'll find the. How would you tell a woman to? You. How would you tell? How would a woman tell another woman to love her husband? I don't know. With grace, it's hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> with I, grace and easy. with the foreknowledge that you're not perfect I'm just, yourself. <laughs> I'm just here to admit that it's all hard. <laughs> No. Love um, and like are two very different things. True. <laughs> I, I always love. I don't always like. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, Shepard did tell London the other day she was trying to do her job, and he said, she said, leave me alone. Let me do my job. And he said, I know like you. <laughs> so and yeah. I was like, I had to remind her, he loves you. He just didn't like you in that moment. <laughs> I think God feels that way about us sometimes. He's like, I love you, but I don't know if I like you right now. All right. Well, next time then, we are going to go over Titus chapter 3. Yeah. And uh, I'll leave it to Jeff to say goodbye. Yeah. Well, as always, guys, we appreciate you so much for listening in. Make sure if uh, you, whatever podcast app you're listening to us on, you leave a review. It just helps more people find. uh, And make sure you keep an eye out for the next one to come out. All right. We appreciate you. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.